Welcome to episode 30 of the High School Huddle Podcast presented by the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. I am William Wilkerson. And I am Brian Goss. You can find me on Twitter at Gossett41. Uh, we are going to recap Players of the Week, continue our coverage of the softball and baseball playoffs, and we'll, we'll talk about my trip to Fossil Ridge where one of their coaches who's battling cancer was surprised with his dream vacation. I'm going to uh, start things off first by uh, congratulating our very own Brian Gossett um, on his promotion to uh, high school uh, prep sports editor. Um, Brian does a tremendous job blanketing our high school sports coverage uh, here in the Fort Worth uh, Metroplex area. Um, so, Brian, uh, congratulations on that. Um, you know, you are you're one of a kind. We are lucky to have you here uh, at the newspaper. Uh, moving forward, uh, we're going to begin with our latest baseball pitcher and hitter of the week, and it ended up being the same person. Yeah, it was hard to argue against uh, Frisco Lone Star's Ryan Bogus, who's uh, going to be playing at Oklahoma State. Uh, the game one in a two-game sweep against Dallas Wilson, he pitched a no-hitter, seven innings, and struck out 16 batters, faced 22 batters, so he was a walk away from a perfect game. But he also batted from the plate where he hit for the cycle, four for four. <laughs> Uh, you know, if you're not familiar with the cycle, it's a single, double, triple, and home run. And he drove in four runs as Lone Star won game one, eight to zero. Went on to sweep Wilson, and uh, by the way, his past two starts have been no hitters. So I think Oklahoma State's got a really good kid coming up their way. Okay, so we're going to – let's recap that for a second because that's, that's, really, uh, that's really hard to believe. So he threw a no hitter. And seven innings pitched, struck out 16 batters, faced 22 batters, only walked one. So he was one walk away from a perfect game. The same day, the same game, he also hit for the cycle. Hit a single, double home run and a triple. Had four RBIs. Swept Wilson. And that was better than his previous two starts, which happened to be no hitters. Yeah, um, I mean, if, if you get a chance to watch this kid, uh, go for it because he's he's probably the uh, best attraction right now through the playoffs uh, with Lone Star moving on to the regional quarterfinals where they'll take on Lucas Lovejoy. So yeah. uh, hopefully they can get a deep run to maybe regional final or state and I can get a chance to uh, no see the kid in person. No kidding. And that's, that's saying a lot, Brian, considering that uh, two of the very best high school baseball teams in the country, according to USA Today, is yeah, that who it was? Yeah, top 25. Or yeah. were, uh, Argyle is number two, and then our very own Colleyville Heritage is number three behind uh, IMG Academy uh, out of Bradenton, Florida. So, um, you know, two of the top three high school uh, baseball teams in the entire country are from right here in the Metroplex, according to USA Today. Uh, moving on with some of the top baseball performers uh, – um, you know, from this past week included Austin Glaze from the aforementioned Colville Heritage. Uh, he threw a three-hit shutout with seven Ks and a one-game win over Burleson. We had Blake Mayfield, who was uh, headed to A&M. He shut out Marcus with 15 or, or I'm sorry, he is from Flower Mound Marcus. He had 15 Ks uh, and allowed just one hit against Waxahachie. And then we had Cam Brown, the TCU commit from Flower Mound, threw 11K. Uh, uh, win against uh, Lake Ridge in six innings. Yeah, a few others from the plate. Uh, Hayden Clearman from Argyle getting the walk-off RBI single. Game one against Graham. Uh, Diego Johnson uh, from Hebron, nine RBIs in three games against Mansfield. And Parker Zarbaugh from Rockwall Heath had a uh, nice a triple and four RBI game 
uh, in game one against McKinney Boyd, and uh, there's a lot more, and you can see all the winners. Honorable mention on uh, dfwvarsity.com. On the softball side, we had an Iowa State signee and a Houston commit uh, win the honor this week. Yeah, Carly Charles, who's been a nominee many times, just never really got over the hump because there's just so many uh, great players in DFW. Finally wins. Uh, got to watch them. Very impressive against fellow district champ Boswell. Uh, she allowed two runs in the first inning, but then went on to retire 12 straight and finished with 13 strikeouts alone in game one. And then they uh, took a break there and came back uh, for game two, and she followed it up with five inning shutout. Got a couple more Ks as they uh, swept Boswell there. She also recorded her 600 strikeout. And then uh, Michaela Wark from Frisco Reedy was our hitter of the week. Again, she is uh, committed to Houston. Helped uh, Reedy reach the semis for the first time in program history. Nice nice two-game set there against Denison. Four for six on the plate. Two home runs and five, five RBIs. Taking a breath there from all those numbers. I'm also taking a breath uh, before I have to uh, pronounce this name. Some of the other top softball performers included uh, Dylan Kaderka. Is that right? You got it right. Oh, man. Okay, Dylan. Uh, she's from Keller. She had 16 Ks and 14 innings over Carroll. Uh, Lauren Lucas from Little Elm had 12 Ks and 14 innings. And was also six for seven from the plate uh, with four RBI in game two and three versus Azel. And then Reagan Chisholm from Decatur threw a two-hit shutout with nine Ks over Brownwood. Yeah, not bad from from those ladies. And a few others from the plate, Audrey Fleming uh, from Eaton, they uh, got a run-rule victory. One gamer against Geyer, she was three for four, home run and three RBIs. Sadie Hewitt from Forney, uh, the uh, defending 5A District champs uh, and Sadie is also the uh, won the powerlifting state title this season. Uh, she went five for seven from the plate, three doubles, three RBIs, and four five runs in a sweep against Joshua. Ryland Wiggins from Wiley, couple home runs, six RBIs against Waco Midway, and Riley Love two home runs and five RBIs just in game one against Salt Lake Carroll. And again, you can find all our winners and honorable mention on dfwvarsity.com. Before we dive into more postseason coverage, let's share a heartwarming story um, over at Fossil Ridge where you, Brian, attended a bit of a surprise for one of its coaches. Yeah, Adam Webb uh, went out to Fossil Ridge Friday morning. Um, he's a he's done volleyball, most recently done this, uh, soccer, girls soccer, um, but he had to take a break there because he was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. Um, and it's been, I believe, 18 months now, stage four colon cancer. Uh, talked to him, you know, a couple of uh, TV stations were out there. Uh, one of the foundations, I believe, Jack and Jill, Late Cancer Foundation, I believe it's called, uh, and as, as well as Spirit Airlines. Uh, they had a stewardess and uh, a pilot and one of their representatives out there. Gave him a surprise, you know, he had dreamed of uh, going to Boston, watching the Red Sox, big Red Sox fan. Uh, he's, he's from the area, uh, from the Northeast area. But, uh, you know, with the cancer, just kind of couldn't make it happen. You know, he's got a wife, he's got uh, four kids, four or five kids. Uh, and so they all came to surprise him. You know, he thought the TV stations were uh, doing a feature on him because he's a Spanish teacher thought some sort of uh, Spanish uh, Spanish language documentary or something like that. And it uh, turns out they, they surprised him with his dream trip, all ex- all paid for, you know, Boston, Red Sox game, hotel, uh, the works. And so 
you know, Coach Webb, when he was first diagnosed, uh, he was given two to three months to live, and now we're 18 months into it, and he, he's still fighting, still has a smile on his, his face. Uh, Talked to him, a great guy, uh, where he always wants to help others. It's it's never about him. Yeah, he, even even there with the uh, talking talking about getting all that just for him, uh, he still tried to make it about his family. And um, I know they'll go, they'll go to Boston later in May. So uh, you know, congratulations on that. But uh, you know, we hope you continue to fight and 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 beat this thing. Uh, we all support you, Coach Webb. And here's just a few things he had to say about. Uh, uh, fighting the cancer and and getting surprised with that trip to Boston. Amazing! Just uh, the opportunity to take my family uh, on this trip of a lifetime. Really, it's something we've all always wanted to do, but never been able to. And to have my family with me as we go through some of that stuff, just it's it's incredible. It's just truly incredible. You know, and I'll I'll second all of those uh, those thoughts from Brian uh, Coach Webb. You're in our thoughts and prayers, and, and congratulations on the trip. Um, obviously, well well deserved, and and a tip of the hat to uh, everybody that that made this uh, dream a, a possibility for the Webb family. Uh, moving forward, let's recap some of the games last week, starting with a baseball doubleheader at Globe Life Park. Yeah, that was Thursday. Uh, we had Flower Mound and Lake Ridge in Game One, and uh, you mentioned. Some of Cam Brown's numbers, the uh, TCU commit, 2020 pitcher for the Jaguars, six innings, 11 Ks, uh, gave up a run there in the first inning, but uh, shut down the Eagles from, from then on out. And Flowermount ended up winning that game 9-1, to ended up sweeping Lake Ridge in a two-game set to move on to the uh, 6A Region 1 quarterfinals and uh, got some time there with Mr. Cam Brown after the game. There were a couple nerves for sure being a big game, but we have a great defense behind me, so all I needed to do was go back in there and pound the zone, and I knew my defense was going to give me a chance to win. My offense was going to give me runs to support. You know, as a pitcher, it feels great just knowing that your offense has your back, and that's what we work on so hard here is just getting runs on the board and then going in there and pounding strikes. It makes it unbelievably easy to go pitch a game when I have my offense on my back. Just when I got in the zone and let my defense play, um, that's what I kind of strive for every time. Um, my pitches, luckily today, were good enough to miss some barrels, but I'm just trying to throw to my defense because they've been so solid all year. And then the, uh, the second game, uh, we've already talked about them twice here, Colleyville Heritage, uh, number two in the state in 5A and number three in the nation, according to USA Today. Only a one-gamer against Burleson, and it was a pitcher's duel uh, between Austin Glaze and Cameron Hawk. Uh, I mean, it, we're at Globe Life Park. You know, you can kind of take a guess who's going to hit a home run. It was Bobby Witt Jr., of course, uh, second batter uh, in there in Colleyville's lineup, and he hits a home run. I think it was a 0-2 curveball um, against Cameron Hawk. And then later on, he tripled, stand-up triple, and then he scored on a, uh, a little pass ball there. He's got... You know, if you haven't watched him play, he's got speed, uh, power, you know, his, his IQ is high, uh, smart kid, humble kid. And so uh, Glaze and Hawk there, again, pitcher's duel, but Colleyville Heritage edged Burleson 2-0 to to move on in the 5A Region 1 quarterfinals and uh, talk to Bobby after the game. Trying to work the count a little bit and then just kind of see ball, hit ball. And I just kind of try to stay short to the ball, whatever he's throwing. He threw a curveball up and I just saw it and kept my head on it and drove it. Luckily it went out. 
Brian, I'm pretty uh, disappointed in Bobby that he didn't hit for the cycle at Globe Life Park. Um, it's, it's, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what all the hype is about. Honestly. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> he was almost there, halfway there, but uh, uh, Cameron Hawk did a, a fantastic job for, for Burleson, but uh, just couldn't get over the hump as Cottleville Heritage moves on. Uh, speaking of uh, Bobby Witt, Cam Brown, um, even uh, the uh, first year Major League Baseball draft is coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, it starts on June 3rd, so... Uh, uh, keep that uh, marked on the calendar. It's going to be a big day for a lot of uh, kids around here, especially Bobby Witt, who is, um, you know, kind of a consensus top five pick and, and could go in the top three. Um, so, um, you know, big week ahead for uh, for you know our local baseball athletes. You already mentioned Carly Charles uh, dominating Boswell Bryan in a doubleheader over Argyle, um, and also we had the Colony moving on after a, a sweep. Um, you know, winning 4-2 and 11 nothing. Yeah, Charles was fantastic, like I mentioned. Uh, gave up a couple runs there in the first inning and then uh, shut Basel out for the 11, uh, 11 straight innings to finish that sweep. Got a lot of help from her bats. Uh, you know, they got the number one kid in 2020 in the nation, Jada Coleman, over at shortstop. She's committed to Oklahoma. She hit a home run in game, uh, game two. And then Michelle Tillipog, um, she had a fantastic series, had an RBI in game one, uh, and then had a two-run home run in game two. Uh, Jody Duncan's another kid that, that had a nice series. Uh, and so Colony looked very impressive as they moved on to the uh, 5A Region 1 semifinals uh, where they will take on Abilene Wiley. And uh, got to talk to Michelle Telepog and uh, Carly Charles, Jada Coleman, after the game, and this is just what uh, that trio had to say about moving on. During the break, we just really powered up and like got some more energy. Um, I think we just went all out. That's our main goal. Yeah, I think we didn't want to go to the third game, so we yeah. just kind of got a whole bunch of energy <laughs> to get it done. Towards the end of the, the first game, we got hot, and I think we just stayed hot throughout the whole second game. Finally, another doubleheader on Saturday in Cleburne, where Forney and Cleburne or Forney softball and Cleburne baseball picked up game two wins, uh, completing the sweep over Joshua and White House, respectively. Yeah, Forney uh, looking to reach state and defend their 5A state title, and uh, you know, congrats to Joshua on a great season, district champs, and uh, going to the third round. But Forney was just too much. Both run rule games in game one and two, 11 to one. And then 14 to two on Saturday. Uh, I mentioned Sadie Hewitt having a big series. Uh, Savannah De Roche, who was state title game MVP last year, 2020 Kansas commit, hit a uh, three-run home run in game two. Um, and so the bats all around. I mean, from one to nine, they were they were on fire. Uh, Callie Cross had a couple of RBIs, and Savannah Hughes, Hannah Holbrook had a nice uh, throw to get a girl out at home. Um, so Forney looks strong again. They move on uh, to the regional semifinals. They take on another district champion in McKinney North uh, with a three-game set later on this week. But talk to uh, Sadie Hewitt after the game, after her big series and uh, Forney's big sweep over Joshua. I think we just really analyzed their defense way better than we did with Texas High. We got a lot of our bunts down that helped us move runners a lot. Um, we were ready for her pitching, definitely. The Texas High pitcher kind of warmed us up for it. Um, I think just adjustments all together were like way better. And then uh, was fortunate enough to walk 
just a couple feet to the baseball field where game two against Cleburne and White House and missed uh, the early action where Cleburne had taken a 7 nothing lead. Uh, White House actually came back. They scored seven runs in one inning to take a, an 8-7 lead. Uh, White House was trying to force a game three, but Cleburne kept kept fighting, kept their heads up, uh, and and came back for an 11-8 win. Kaysen Gregory had a couple triples, including the uh, kind of the dagger two-run triple in uh, in the fifth inning, and actually scored on an error. And so they're moving on. Cleburne is to the uh, 5A Region Two quarterfinals, and Kaysen Gregory, who is a junior, uh, this is what he had to say about the sweep. We kind of just knew that we were like the better team and we could come through on victory, so we just kept going, knowing that we could keep hitting, keep hitting, make the plays that we needed to, and eventually come out with victory like we did. Uh, before the game, Coach T came up to me and said, just, just work up the middle, and I just worked off of that, and I kept seeing the ball well, just worked off of that. It was a one-two count, and I was like, I was like, just focus on going the other way, and he threw me a fastball, which was kind of surprising because I was kind of expecting a little off speed. And I just hit it down the first baseline, making something happen, and then it just turned into a snowball fight. Right there. Turned into a snowball fight, and I kept going it around. Uh, it feels great, especially with the team that we have. We feel that uh, we can come into practice, get what we need to get done, and go to the state like we uh, want to. Just kind of keep accomplishing our goals. Jumping into this week, softball teams are into the regional semifinals while baseball is in the quarterfinals. What are some of the marquee matchups on the girls' side, Brian? Yeah, there's not a whole lot uh, of games in DFW. Most of the team's going out west, but, you know, in 6A at the top, we have Eaton and Odessa playing a one-gamer noon on Saturday. Like I mentioned, Eaton coming off that big uh, run rule victory against um, Geyer with Audrey Fleming homering and uh, Jaden Middlebrook also homered. Uh, on the other side of that bracket, Keller and Friendship taking on a three-game series over at Abilene Christian. Um, you know, I got fingers crossed that Eaton and Keller will meet up for a, uh, at least a third time this season. Uh, both games in the regular season were phenomenal. Uh, like I said, Forney's taking on McKinney North and uh, Frisco Reedy's taking on Hallsville. Over in 6A Region 2, we have Wiley, who's probably the third-best team in 6A in DFW. Taking on Cypress Ranch. Uh, we also have Decatur moving on, as well as Brock, Anna, uh, Farmersville, and Melissa, just a little up north. Uh, all those teams are still alive. And what about baseball, um, Brian? What are some of the games that you're looking forward to this uh, this week? Yeah, we have a, we have two uh, teams that won district meeting up in the third round. They were actually in the same district, uh, I believe, last year. Uh, we have Flowermont Marcus and Salt Lake Carroll. Uh, they'll be playing a home-and-home uh, home with Saturday still to be determined where the site is. But Marcus, District 6 winner, and Salt Lake Carroll, uh, District 5 winner. Of course, Carroll, the defending 6A state champs. Uh, they haven't dropped the playoff game yet. They, they swept a very good cop team in round one and then took care of uh, J.J. Pierce in uh, round two. But uh, we could have a Division One pitching matchup uh, with – Cutter Seipel from Carroll, he's he's committed to TCU. And then, like you mentioned, Blake Mayfield is A&M bound. So uh, we will see if, if Mayfield and Seipel will meet up in, in one of those games or if the coaches decide to pitch one, uh, you know, in game one and the other in game two. But some other ones, Burleson Centennial taking on Lake Dallas. You know, Centennial's got a phenomenal kid who, who 
you mentioned the MLB draft. He could get drafted. Uh, Jacob Metter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of funny because they're playing at TCU and he's committed to TCU, so I'm sure he's going to be uh, you know in his comfort zone. And then uh, the one I'm looking forward to the most is Collierville Heritage and, and Mansfield Legacy. Uh, a lot of people think Collierville Heritage is uh, this is the year to to go to state and win state, 31 and two on the season, but Legacy uh, co-district champs, 28 and four. You know Nate Romback. Uh, he's Texas Tech commit right now, but he also could be a part of that MLB draft. So I'm looking forward to that three-game set over at Dallas Baptist University. And then uh, District 14-5A, all four teams still playing in the third round uh, and meeting up this, this week with uh, Joshua taking on Corsicana and Cleburne taking on Midlothian. And uh, like we did last week, just got to give a shout-out to our colleague Darren Lauber for finding all the pairings and scores for uh, both softball and baseball. And again, you can find that on dfwvarsity.com. The TAP State Tournament is underway as well this week in Crosby. We had a couple of teams win on Tuesday in Liberty Christian and Fort Worth Christian. Uh, both teams are playing for state titles um, as we are doing this podcast uh, today on Wednesday. Uh, we'll also have a few softball teams in the mix. Yeah, Liberty Christian uh, getting a walk-off there, 3-2 to two against Fort Worth All Saints on Tuesday in the semis. Watched uh, All Saints last week uh, take on Nolan Catholic, uh, and they beat them 2-0. to zero. Matt, Matt Tiding uh, threw a shutout. Uh, I did a story on him uh, the same, same day that morning, you know, going to his grandfather's funeral and then coming back to pitch. And, and the way he did pitch, uh, it's a great story, so go check that out. And uh, Fort Worth Christian, yeah, they're, they'll be playing for a state title here as we speak. Um, they also got a walk-off in eight innings, four to three. Reese, uh, Reese Fontenet uh, got the walk-off hit, and his brother Cade uh, pitched lights out there. And so we are hoping that Fort Worth Christian can, can pull off the win and, and win a state title. And uh, for softball, we got a couple DFW teams actually playing each other. In the semis on Friday, Nolan Catholic, uh, they beat Ursuline 2-1 to one in the regional walk-off from Elena Larson. Uh, Cortland Brown had a big game-tying home run there in the seventh, uh, and they'll be playing Bishop Lynch, who took down John Paul, uh, but did a story that's up now, dfwvarsity.com. Peyton Fisher, their only senior on the team, Nolan Catholic, that is, um, and she's been battling back problems for all three or four years now and uh middle of the season they were at a tournament and it, it didn't look good she couldn't walk she was in a wheelchair uh and was told she would never play again um uh, but you know she battled back and uh the doctors cleared her came back on on senior night of all nights um and has continued to play and now they're they're in state uh, like i said she's a senior and, and nolan catholic has been to the state softball tournament all four years for for Peyton, so we're glad she's back and uh, and good luck to both teams um, on Friday in the semis. Yeah, so I you know have a kind of a personal connection with Peyton. Um, she suffered from uh, chronic scoliosis, which is uh, commonly known as curvature of the spine, and that's something that I suffer from as well. Um, can be fairly debilitating at times. Um, you know, fortunately, my playing days are kind of over um, over the hill uh, now, but uh, Peyton is. 
obviously uh, kind of in her prime right now. So I'm, I'm wishing her nothing but the best, um, someone who kind of feels her pain, so to speak. So, um, you know, congratulations and, and best of luck the rest of the way. Uh, Brian, as we wrap up, uh, what else are you working on moving forward? Yeah, spring football games start uh, have already started and go on for the next nine or ten days now. So we got a schedule uh, for games for DFW on our site. And, uh, you know, if your team's not on the list, we do appreciate it if you uh, send out teams and games uh, for your schools. Uh, Track State was on Saturday. And uh, just a little recap, you know, I have recaps of, you know, Sensation, uh, Matt Bowling, as well as one of our own Lake Ridge star, Jasmine Moore. She set, She also set a national record. Uh, just like bowling did. She won her fourth straight in both the long and triple jump uh, to finish out her career. Uh, and oddly enough, uh, Matt and Jasmine are, are headed to the University of Georgia together. Um, I also have some uh, stories from track, Mansfield, Kennedale, Alito, Northwest, Summit, and Burleson Centennial. So uh, just congratulations to all the winners and medalists. And then we just wrapped up girls golf on Tuesday. Uh, got a story up of Arlington Martin's Trinity King winning the 6A title uh, to finish her high school career. And then Grapevine, uh, just an incredible come from behind, uh, four strokes down with two holes to go, and, and they ended up winning three-peating uh, for the girls' golf team. And then uh, got a list of all winners and medalists, so check that out. And then uh, just a quick note, boys state golf will begin early next week. I believe, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Trinity King is going to be playing at TCU. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, obviously the, the Frogs have uh, have some star power coming um, uh, in the form of Trinity King, who, again, won the uh, 6A uh, a girls uh, state golf tournament. Um, Matthew Bowling, uh, just speak on him for a second. Um, there's really – no word really kind of describes this kid. I mean, he's – really is the fastest kid in America. Um, just a quick recap of what has transpired with this individual over the last you know, month has some change. So in late April, uh, Bowling became the first ever high schooler to, to break 10 seconds in the 100-meter dash uh, when he ran a 9.98. Um, you know, it was aided by a tailwind of 4.2 meters per second in, in the track world. That means that you know, it, it wouldn't, uh, I guess, qualify as, as, a, a, national, national, yeah. as a national record. Um, However, that time to date would be the second fastest time run in the world, regardless of classification, age, whatever. I mean, you throw in Usain Bolt, you throw in all of the uh, Nike-affiliated runners, Reebok-affiliated runners, anywhere and everywhere from Germany, Europe, Asia, doesn't matter. Matthew Bowling would have been the second fastest time in the world. That tells you the type of speed that this kid has. Um, It's phenomenal. Um, But... Moving forward uh, at the UIL State Track and Field Championships in Austin uh, last weekend, um, in front of over 22,000 fans, he ran a 10.13 second uh, 100-meter dash, um, setting the high school record, um, beating uh, Henry Neal's 29-year-old record of 10.15. And it's also a national record. Which was a national record, the fastest time that anyone has ever run at the high school level. Um, but that wasn't all uh, that uh, Mr. Mr. Bowling accomplished uh, down in the state capitol. He also won the state long jump title with a leap of 25 feet, 4.5 inches. And then, uh, while his team disqualified in the 4 by one he culminated it all 
with this remarkable performance in the 4x4 where he took the baton um, in the anchor leg of the 4x4 uh, trailing DeSoto by I would say and, three seconds. And DeSoto's, you know, a good sure good team. Yeah, this is this is not just. I think in the in the four by four itself, there were four of the seven or eight teams were uh, four of the top uh, national times right. in the entire country. And yeah, so when when uh, he took the baton, he was I think three seconds behind. Uh, I think roughly twenty five meter meter deficit he had to uh, to get back. Uh, so yeah, there's. I've seen the video. Yeah. You've seen the video. Yeah. As impressive as the uh, national record in the 100 was, I mean, this the I think four this by four. It. Yeah. I think this beats it. Um, if you haven't seen the video, you need to watch it. Um, as the the kid from DeSoto was running his heart out, and he ran a great race. Um, he knew that uh, ball was But it looked up. like, to me, it looked like he knew that there was a great white shark behind him. Yeah. And white, he had, light, white lightning. And he had him. nothing but open sea in front of him. That's what it looked like. And <laughs> Matthew Bowling ran a 21-second split in the first 200, which is, I mean, that, that's something I can't even dream of doing. So then he gets down the final stretch and is still behind, and then he just turns on the the Jets. He ran a 44.74 anchor leg in the final 400, and and uh, ended up giving Straight Jesuit uh, or Houston, yeah, Straight Jesuit the win with a time of three minutes 10.56 seconds, which happens to be the best time in the country this year. Uh, Matthew Bowling is a show off. Um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, future Olympian. Future Olympian. I, I don't think there's any doubt. And I've heard it. I've heard a couple of people say uh, he'll probably be a uh, decathlete. Sure. And I guess what's even – I mean, he's a freak athlete, but uh, like the 100, he it's the first year he's done the 100. Sure. And he, and he set the national mark in it. So, uh, Matthew Bowling, if you're listening, you're a show-off. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. You uh, make no, us look bad. You do make us look bad, and you make us look lazy. Um, I, yeah, I feel terrible for eating uh, the Oreos when I get home. But anyway, uh, yeah, moving forward, Brian, uh, what about uh, W.T. Johnson and Jackson Weller? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, just a sad note with uh, W.T. Johnson, who's – was over at Newton High School, the uh, AD and the football coach. Uh, the last couple of years, he was battling uh, lung disease, and um, you can kind of see it the last two years when they were at state and uh, coached Newton to uh, both state titles there. And after uh, the 2018 championship, you know, Fox Sports Southwest talked to him. Um, there's video on Twitter, video on our, our site, uh, just kind of an inspiring. Oh, man, if you uh, want to cry. Yeah, man, inspiring yeah. speech. But uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, lost his battle with, with that disease and uh, passed away on Saturday. So um, stories up on, on our site, but uh, just condolences and, and prayers and thoughts to, you know, the Johnson family and as well as the Newton uh, community. And then, you know, Jackson Wheeler, uh, we've done a couple of stories on him, uh, former Nolan Catholic baseball player. You know, he was shot a couple of weeks ago uh, over in Albuquerque where he was playing uh, at New Mexico. And uh, like I mentioned, I went to watch All Saints and Nolan Catholic last week over at TCU. And they had a uh, moment of silence. Uh, his former coach spoke a little bit. They had a prayer. Um, and then both teams shared a moment of silence for him. But Talked to Nolan's coach, uh, Joe Wick, who uh, who played at TCU and knew Jackson a little bit. Um, just kind of talked to him about 
what it all what it all means you know this young man who uh, had a lot of potential and just represented Nola Catholic uh, very well um, so so coach uh, Joe Wick this is what he had to say uh, about Mr. Wheeler just generally love the game because he stayed in it when he could have you know he could have gotten out and he had a lot of other opportunities because he's going to be successful and it's just very sad and it makes you realize you know that what you that you need to be thankful for everything that you have every single moment and we too much people complain about little things that we have little issues that we have but every single moment and especially the little ones the most important ones and those are the ones that we need to cherish and I will say, um, in uh, in regards to uh, to Jackson Weller, uh, they they did arrest someone um, in connection with uh, that shooting there. So, um, you know, take that for what you will. Um, and obviously, condolences to W. T. Uh, Johnson. Um, if you get the opportunity to check out the post game interview after they won state, um, I would highly recommend it. Um, it is uh, deeply emotional. Um, so, um, you know, uh, sincerest condolences there. I would like to give one uh, shout out to uh, a local uh, um, football prospect, Caleb Rogers of Mansfield Lake Ridge. Uh, he's a class of 2020 offensive tackle, um, three-star kid according to 24-7 uh, Sports. He committed to Texas Tech uh, University on May 12th. Um, so congratulations to him um, and to the Red Raiders. Uh, they are getting a good one. Um, in, uh, in Caleb Rogers, 6'4", 270-pound uh, you know, offensive tackle who would be a, uh, going into a senior season for Lakeridge. Um, that'll do it uh, for us in this week's episode of the High School Huddle uh, podcast. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, for your time, and we hope to see you back next week.